Welcome to Better Food Stories, a show that celebrates real food and the people and companies who make it. I'm Audrea Greenhoff, and in this interview series, I'm sitting down with the entrepreneurs behind some of today's newest and most innovative food brands out there to find out what it really takes to make it in this highly competitive space. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Better Food Stories podcast. I am your host, Audrea Greenhoff, and today I have a really exciting episode for you because it's all about creating a business for the life that you want. I'm interviewing Melissa Vitelli, who had a successful career in New York's fashion scene when she found herself looking for a way to decompress from the hustle and bustle of the city. As she began enjoying more time in nature on the quieter side of New York State, she got into vegetable gardening. And the closer she got to her food, the more Melissa began thinking about entrepreneurship and self-sufficiency. That's when she decided she wanted to rewrite her narrative and become a food entrepreneur. And that is where her company, Jar Goods, was born. Jar Goods creates authentic, clean-label tomato sauces made with sweet, vine-ripened tomatoes and no artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. In my conversation with Melissa, you'll learn how she was inspired to create a food product she calls, quote, joy in a jar, how building a passionate tribe is crucial in the food business, how to create a strong brand story that buyers will resonate with, And of course, what goes into making a really great tomato sauce. As always, you can check out the show notes for this and every episode at audriagreenhoff.com slash podcast. Now on to my episode with Melissa Vitelli of Jar Goods. Again, Melissa, thank you for joining me on Better Food Stories. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking me. How are you? I am good. Happy New Year, by the way. We are already um, in January of 2019, which is pretty incredible to me how fast it came. (laughs) So I am excited to have you on as my guest today. Um, I know you have an incredible business story and you have a great entrepreneurship story as well that I can't wait to get into. Um, But first, let's start by you telling everyone who you are and what your company, Jar Goods, is all about. Sure. So my name is Melissa Vitelli. Um, I founded Jar Goods with my sister-in-law, Laura Vitelli. Um, And our whole mission is to make joy in a jar. And that means we're bringing joy, pride, and inspiration back to -to ready-to-cook pantry staples. I love that. Cool. Thanks. So... I would love to get to know um, a little bit more about your product line. So I love tomato sauce. I love pasta. I love a great tomato bisque. Um, But I know that not all tomato sauce or tomatoes, for that matter, are created equal. Whether um, people are out making their own or buying, what should we be looking for when it comes to tomato sauce? We always want tomatoes to be the first ingredient and olive oil to be Second. Um, So basically, our sauces are well, we have four tomato sauces our classic red, our classic spicy, our classic vodka, and our vegan vodka. And um, these are better because they're just thicker, they're richer, they contain more tomatoes um, and more olive oil than the other brands. And they just like 
they have so much flavor. It just goes a long way. Um, and with tomato sauces, I don't think people realize how much you can use them for, um, how many different dishes you can make with just like a simple tomato sauce. Um, so in terms of what to look for, uh, taste, flavor, it's got to taste good. <laughs> Definitely. Sure. So you mentioned some of the, um, as far as your product line goes, you have several delicious options, which I have to mention, I saw online that Men's Health recently touted your spicy tomato sauce on their list of four best tomato sauces you could ever buy, which how cool is that? Yeah, we were, I mean, we already knew that, but (laughs) we were pretty pumped about that article. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. And you also, I noticed on your website, have a beet and basil pesto sauce, which makes me really excited. Um, Tell me about this one. And then also tell me about how do you get inspired uh, for your recipes? Sure. So um, our beet and basil pesto comes from the same place of inspiration as our other products. It's basically like, we look at the ready-to-cook stuff in the store and we say, you know, this isn't done well, this isn't done well. For the most part, none of it's done well. Mm-hmm. Um, but pesto is like a major offender. And I am obsessed with pesto. I love it. I love basil. Um, but I don't always really want to make pesto myself from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's like a pain with the mortar and the pestle and, um, you know, separating all the leaves from the stems and, you know, I don't have a lot of time. So I started researching, um, you know, jarred pestos and I was like, these are all pretty bad. You just cannot take an, an herb and put it in oil in a jar and expect it to be fresh tasting on the other end when you open it back up. So we just started playing around and realized that when you put beets with basil, something really magical happens. Um, There's this sweet, earthy tanginess from the beets that mingles with the basil and the flavor is just extraordinary. And um, also, you know, that whole way of using pesto in so many ways, um, it still lent itself to that versatility. So we um, partnered up with Love Beets. We sourced their beets, um, marinated beets, and we put it in a jar with basil and a really fresh um, oil and some walnuts and put it in a jar and it's so delicious. Yum. I love that. It sounds really, really good. Yeah. Um, I like to use it on a cheese board, like when I have friends over. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, you have maybe, um, a marmalade and our beaten basil pesto with a few different cheeses and it's really impressive. Love that. So I want to talk a little bit about the origin story of this company, which I think is really interesting. Um, You mentioned to me in our email exchange that this is the first business that you've started. And before Jar Goods, you were actually doing something completely different, though equally impressive. Uh, Tell me about that. What were you doing before and how and when did you decide that you wanted to venture um, into a food business? Yeah, sure. So... 
Um, I was an agent for fashion photographers, um, which I loved and I still like really love photography. Um, I still obsess over it and look through all my fashion photography books and all of that. Um, but I was living in New York. Um, my husband and I had been spending a little bit more time in upstate New York in the woods, just trying to get away from New York city. And I don't know, it got me thinking about entrepreneurship and, um, self-sufficiency and just kind of coming to this realization that I didn't want to be in fashion photography forever. It didn't, it wasn't feeling like me anymore. I didn't want to be tied to New York forever. Um, and at the same time I was cooking a lot for friends and family and, um, I, I was so busy just looking for stuff in the grocery store that would quickly help me do that, but I wasn't finding these quick things. Um, and at the same time, I was, I also was realizing like some aspects of my personality might lend themselves to entrepreneurship, like, um, just kind of a lifelong disdain for authority, um, uh, a willingness to work really, really hard. I love working. Um, so I, you know, was looking at these ready to cook staples and I was like, these have a lot of room for improvement. And, um, my father-in-law had been making his tomato sauce at his restaurant for decades and people would just line up around the block to get their hands on it. And I was like, we have to get this out there. And even as a layman, I could see, man, this is one saturated category. Um, it still was really ripe for innovation and, and it seemed really stagnant to me and it seemed like the same brand story had been told over and over again, you know, like Italy and mom's recipe and, and all that. Um, so at that point, my sister-in-law came on board and we started, uh, making and bottling it by hand in a commercial kitchen, selling it at farmer's markets and, um, just pounding the pavement. And that's how we got started. I love that. And where are most people uh, finding out about you now compared to the beginning? So, yeah, that's a really good question. In the beginning, obviously, we started in our backyard in the New York, New, York, New Jersey area, telling people about it at farmer's markets and sampling. Um, now versus then, now people are finding out about us more on social media. Um, we don't have a lot of money for marketing, so we really rely on social media as a means of communicating and introducing our product line. Um, also word of mouth, we find that, you know, when it comes to food, um, there are tribes that are so passionate and, um, so communicative with their, with their tribe about what they like and what they found and, so we're really reliant on word of mouth to spread the word about our products. Um, and then um, things just like this, like podcasts and just like chatting about our business and about our foods and um, just trying to get the word out there by literally telling people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So on your website, you share a little bit about um, the story of your brand and what I, one of the things I was most intrigued by was you talk about doing a lot of research simply by observing other brands walking up and down the grocery store aisle. 
So what were some of the biggest things that you noticed and how did you how did that help you when it came to developing your own brand story and your own voice? Yeah, so when um our inspiration for our products always comes from a personal place, like from a personal um need or a personal desire to innovate somewhere where I feel like it's missing. Um, but at the same time, when I look at all these other brands in the in the store, I see so much um, brand centricity. Like it's always about um, the brand as opposed to the consumer. And I think it should be about the consumer and it should be about being relevant in their life and be about making life easier for them and not about, you know, like a celebrity chef's recipe or a restaurant somewhere. It should be about um, making life easier for our customers, for the people who use our products, and, you know, emotionally validating their lives instead of pandering to them for not cooking from scratch. We should be saying, like, congratulations for such a full life. Here's your shortcut. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That. So you mentioned um, as well in the email exchange um, something that exciting that happened for your business, and that was earning a spot in the Chobani Food Incubator. Um, So for anyone who isn't familiar with the program, um, tell us a little bit about what it is and what your experience was going through this incubator. Sure. So... I applied to the Chobani Food Incubator on a day in July. Um, My daughter was like six months old, and I didn't want to take her to daycare, and I didn't feel like working, and I was just like really stuck in a rut, didn't know where to start. Um, We'd had a few wins at that point, but it had been a little while since we'd had a big, you know, home run. So it was just like one of those days, and I was just like, let me get online and look for some inspiration. So I found the Chobani Incubator. It had just launched. They had just started um, accepting applications. So I um, typed up my application, told them everything about us, recorded a little video, submitted it, didn't tell my business partner, didn't tell my husband, totally forgot about it, and got a call like a few weeks later. And it was, um, you know, a, a few rounds of, um, of follow-up calls and sampling on their part. And then we were offered a spot, which was just so exciting to be validated in that way, to be told, you guys have a great product, you're running a great business, um, and just to be offered the kind of help that came with the Chobani Incubator was um, just pivotal. So it was a six-month program where for one week out of every month of those six months, we were at a Chobani facility, um, whether that was their offices in Soho or their humongous, amazing plant in Twin Falls, Idaho, or um, the original plant in upstate New York. And each week was sort of dedicated to a different subject matter Um, perhaps the first week was sales and marketing. And then the next month we did quality and research and development, um, or customer service and, and, and marketing. Um, so we learned so, so much 
about how to grow and scale our business. And if you're going to learn from anybody, um, Tobani would be <laughs> the ones to learn from. Um, yeah, definitely. They just happen to be, you know, one of the most massive brands of yogurt out there on the market. So no big deal, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, um, the story of Chobani and how Hamdi and um, his close partners grew it is, is extraordinary. I mean, they went from nothing to everything in like a couple of short years, um, which, you know, our story is definitely not that extraordinary. It's taking us longer to get there than it took Chobani. But they learned so many valuable lessons on that short path um, that it was, we were really grateful to them for passing those lessons on to us. Yeah, absolutely. What a great experience. Yeah, it was amazing. So as a food entrepreneur, you, you know, are kind of out there in the trenches, so to speak, of the industry today. And as I'm sure you know, it's it's in such a different place than it was maybe 20 or even 10 years ago. What makes you excited about the state of our food industry and where do you think that we still have room to improve? Well, it's obviously, as you know, like a really pivotal time in terms of food, um, in terms of how people are eating, um, when they're eating, and what they want. And more and more, they're seeking the authenticity of these emerging brands like Jargrids and like our fellow cohorts in the Chobani Incubator. Um, they want it, you know, they want these products to come from a place of inspiration as opposed to a place of business. And I think that's what we're offering. Um, and so I see the immediate future of food to be massive growth in terms of emerging brands and consumers seeking more and more easy ways to get from no dinner to dinner right. um, because everyone's so busy and it's difficult to make time to like cook. Obviously, I mean, people even have trouble like with the, meal kits like those even take too much time so people need time savers so i think emerging brands and anything that helps save time is the way of the future i love that and i love that also i'm kind of browsing through your website now that there is this kind of um you make it approachable to get back in the kitchen. Like you said, you're not kind of shunning people for, for not having time to make a meal, but really encouraging them to get back into the kitchen with a little help, um, you know, with things like jar goods. Talk to me about um, maybe some of the biggest misconceptions that you you think people might have about creating like a good, healthy, hearty meal at home when you don't have a lot of time. Yeah, so that's a really good question. Like, I know I take, I have a toddler and, you know, a business, so definitely short on time just like everybody else. And I think that you can pick and choose what you make from scratch. And, you know, when I'm making a pizza, I can find a really good pizza crust um, store-bought and it's not full of junk. And I can take our sauce and I can 
you know, this pizza feels homemade, but it was made with shortcuts. And the misconception is that there's not good products that can, you know, help you speed scratch, get dinner together. There are good products and, and, um, you can find them and they're like, they're for you. Um, and you can stock your pantry with them and you can get dinner on the table easier, faster, and happier with these products. You don't have to, you know, start with flour and water to make your pizza crust. You don't have to start with um, a raw tomato and olive oil to make your sauce. You can take these shortcuts. It's totally okay. Sure. What's one of your favorite recipes to make with your sauces? You know, what I actually made yesterday is um, this herbed falafel with our vegan vodka sauce. So it's definitely a little more involved than the recipes that I usually make, but it's my new favorite. So it's just falafel. You fry it up and put it in a pita with a little bit of cabbage and our vegan vodka sauce. It was amazing. It was so delicious. Yum. That sounds really good. I wish I could give you some right now. (laughs) Me too. That sounds awesome. Is that one of the um, recipes that you have on your website? Yeah, we just posted it. One of my other favorite ones is to make chili with either our classic red sauce or our classic spicy sauce. Mm -hmm. Um, You literally don't have to measure anything. Take your mirepoix, your onion, carrot, garlic, celery. If you have it, maybe you only have onion, that's fine. Um, You know, saute that up, throw in some plant-based meat or some ground turkey and saute that up. Then you put in our sauce, some beans, anything else you want. Let it simmer for 10 minutes and it's ready. It's like one of the easiest, most gratifying, hearty comfort foods that I make in my own kitchen. Um, It's just really easy and delicious. I love that. And where can people – do you sell online? I know you sell throughout the southeast, um, but can people order you online as well? Yeah, where are you located? Um, I am in South Florida, in Miami. Oh, okay. So we'll be hitting the Whole Foods there pretty soon, I believe. Um, We're in like a smattering of um, really great independent retailers across the U.S. Um, And then you can indeed purchase our products online on both our website, jargoods.com. And you can also purchase them on Amazon. And a few other really great um, online retailers like Farm to People um, and a couple of other ones that I'm forgetting about right now. But um, yeah, definitely can purchase online. Fantastic. I love that. And we always like to, like if somebody orders a three pack of bread, we always like to sneak in a bonus jar of one of our other flavors just as like a thank you for ordering. Thank you for trying. You don't even have to ask for it. It just happens. Ooh. <laughs> Looking out for the customers. I love that. Exactly. I love that so much. Cool. Well, this has been so much fun. Um, before we wrap up, I would love to do some kind of uh, rapid fire style questions. Are you yeah. up for that? fun. Okay, cool. So number one, what is your favorite day of the week and why? Um, Friday's my day, favorite day of the week. I don't think I'm alone on that one. It's uh, a day of productivity, wrapping up projects and then picking up my daughter and 
making a good meal or taking her out to eat with my husband. Number two, what is the last TV show or movie that you've watched? I caught the Romanoffs the other day, the first episode. Ooh. Um, it was awesome. So good. I haven't seen it, but I have heard, um, I think my brother and sister-in-law watch it. Yeah. Amazon Prime is like killing it with their originals. Yes, they really are. They're doing a great job. Yeah. Number three, if you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Avocado, um, our classic red sauce, and ice cream. Love avocado. I think... I haven't really thought, I ask this question a lot and I haven't really thought about mine so much, but avocado might be a good one. Nice cream. So yeah. many good choices. You can on everything. <laughs> you can. You really can. Okay. Number four, what's one thing most people would never guess about you? Um, I think most people perceive me as a city person, but I'm actually a country person. I like uh, living in the woods. I love it. And where are you living now? I live in Chester County, PA, um, on a couple of acres. I'm excited because we're getting chickens in the spring. Um, that's exciting. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Before we sign off, where um, you mentioned where people can buy your products, both on jargoods.com and Amazon, and you mentioned a few other retailers. Where else can people um, find out more about you? You mentioned you are really um, heavy on the social media. So where can people look you up? So, yeah, we're at Jar Goods on Instagram and uh, Twitter and our page on um, Facebook is Jar Goods. We were really lucky to get all those handles. I couldn't believe it. I yeah. couldn't believe Jar Goods was available. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, on our website, jargoods.com, you can go to where to find us and look at all of our retail partners. Um, we're in Heinen's in Ohio, where I'm originally from. We're in Central Market and HEB in Texas. We're in um, all the national co-ops around the country, um, ShopRite, Stop and Shop, uh, Roach Brothers up in the Boston area. So all the really uh, good ones carry our products, and you can hopefully find a store near you to uh, pick up our products. And before we wrap up, I actually had one more question. Um, I know that you mentioned you guys are really big on social media, and you actually have an ambassador um, program for social media as well. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, we are looking for people to help us get the word out, and that could mean um, representing us at, at, at a show, which like a foodie type of show where people go and try to, to discover new products and purchase products. So we need people to represent us there and sample our products. We also need people to bop around to stores, hand out t-shirts, hand out um, our totes, um, put coupons on our jars. We actually have a really cool partnership with Heifer International where for every one of our coupons redeemed, we donate a chick to a mama in need in a developing country through Heifer International. So, yeah, we really want to get those coupons out there. And um, talking to, I feel like the people who work in the grocery store are so under-respected. 
Um, and they're really the last gatekeeper and we want them to know about our products and we want to get to know them and, and how we can help them with our products and their stores. So we're looking for ambassadors to talk to them and let, you know, talk to them about jar goods and, and get the word out. Cool. Well, that's fantastic. Congratulations on all of your success so far. And I am excited for you guys to get to Florida and Whole Foods here. Um, Me Because I will definitely be looking out for you. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you want to check out more interviews in the Better Food Stories series, you can follow me at Audrea Greenhoff on Medium or visit AudreaGreenhoff.com. I'm also Audrea Greenhoff on Twitter and Instagram.